Hi everyone, I'm Katie Knight and welcome back to Can You Put Me On Guest List. I just wanted to start off by saying a big, big, big thank you to everybody that's listened to the podcast so far, everybody that's downloaded it, reviewed it, shared it, liked it. I've absolutely loved recording the first few episodes and I'm really excited for what's to come. So a big, big, big thank you. Today's guest is Matthew Kingsley. He's an agent at CAA and represents lots of different artists from different music genres, such as Snoop Dogg, Bedouin, Mark Ronson, Wu-Tang Clan, Lee Foss, and many, many more that you'll hear about in this episode. The business aspect of the music industry is really about relationships. So if you don't know, you know, people in this specific city or people in your even local town of venues you want to play, you have to go out and meet those people and get in front of them so that they start to think about you first and until you get those those bookings kind of coming in. In this podcast, we talk about how Matthew started out in the industry and how he got to where he is today what an agent's job consists of, how artists and agents start working together in their relationship, tips for getting more gigs, music trends on the rise, and much, much more. A big thank you again. And if you haven't reviewed the podcast yet or rated it, please do. It really, really helps. And I hope you enjoy this chat with Matthew Kingsley here on Can You Put Me on Guest List. Matt, hello. How are you? What's up, Katie? How are you doing? I'm good. good. It's good to see you. I'm excited to be here at CAA. It's amazing to have you. Welcome. Thank you. For those of you that don't know, CAA is Creative Artists Agency. That's correct. Right? That's correct. So you guys represent not just people in music, but also sports, movies, big movie stars. Yes, sports, music, film, television. We represent brands. Um, It's a pretty big company, been around for 40 years. Do you see a lot of famous people here? Uh, yes, yeah, I've, I've had some interesting <laughs> run-ins for sure. Do you ever get starstruck? Um, who did I get starstruck by? I got starstruck by Mary J. Blige told me I had nice hair. Oh, you do have nice hair. An elevator, so I was pretty starstruck by that. Oh, that would be real cool. I'd love that. (laughs) Okay, just to start off, um, can you tell people exactly what your job consists of? What does an agent do? Okay, so I'm an agent here in the music department, and um, you know we represent musicians for their touring activities. So most of the artists that I represent, I represent in the northern and southern American uh, territories, and we represent artists globally. So when artists go on tour, we book shows for them uh, with the promoters in each of the individual cities and markets that they want to play shows, or we send them to markets that they've never been to. And who do you represent right now? Um, on the dance music side, I represent Lee Foss, Lee Burridge, Bedouin, Annabelle England, Lauren Lane, Mark Ronson, Nathan Barato, Paul Kalkbrenner, um, and then on a few of the other genres that I work in is hip-hop. I represent Wu-Tang Clan, Snoop Dogg, um, Kalian Fox, and then I represent a band from Australia called Northeast Party House. That's a lot. Yeah. That's loads. Have you always had like that amount or does it just keep growing and growing and growing? To be honest with you, I once had 35 artists at one at, at a time. 35? Which was a lot, and I have about maybe, I don't know, 18 or so right now. So it just depends, you know. Um, You know, the business that I've been in over the years has changed and evolved. So, 
you know, with working with different genres has brought about, you know, different, you know, obstacles and, you know, different, you know, things that are good as well. So what would a normal day look like for you? What's, what's your day-to-day like? You know, I get in, you know, and, you know, just start to, you know, start to respond to emails, um, you know, but you have to make sure that you stay proactive because there's loads of people that are incoming to you to inquire about artists and acquire for avails to fill their, you know, their venues or their nightclubs. But you have to remain proactive in, you know, doing, not just being responsive to incoming inquiries, but make sure that you're doing targeted reach outs to people to fulfill specific objectives. So if an artist uh, or manager says, hey, we want to, you know, we want to tour in Buenos Aires. So you need to make sure that you're reaching out to to really everybody in your territory and, and keeping the relationships and the conversations going for your artist to, of course, bring in offers and confirm dates for their tours. Do you have like any kind of routine or something? Because obviously if you have so many artists, do you have like days that you'll work on certain artists and other days you work on other, or is just every day just a box I would say of every day you're kind of working <laughs> on every artist. You know, I wouldn't say there's any specific routine. Uh, what I would say that you find yourself doing is you'll be setting aside time to work on specific artists. So if you, you know, spend a time block of an hour or two, you know, I'm just going to work as, work on this artist and just focus on, you know, these objectives. You know, some, some artists are touring all the time that are, say, based in the States, and I can, you know, book them every weekend. And some artists are very limited in their touring uh, time periods, which, you know, a European artist might say, you know, I'm going I'm to come over here just for a few weeks or, or a month or two in these specific territories. So it's, it's different with every client. And how, how did you get to where you are now? How, how, how did your journey begin? Um, from Detroit originally, and I, I've always been going to music shows. It was a, a big love of mine growing up, still is. And uh, I eventually ended up working with uh, the Paxaha group in Detroit that, re- that runs the Movement Festival there. And I worked with them when I was in college, kind of as a production intern, jack-of-all-trades type of thing. Really just did it for fun, but they were good friends of mine and uh, learned a lot through that, but I didn't have any foresight of, of having a career in music and uh, moved to California shortly thereafter. And uh, after a few years working in a marketing and advertising firm and running a restaurant, I really decided that music was my passion and I wanted to find a career in it. So... Um, you know, I, I knew a lot of people in the music industry. I knew artists. I knew there were so many different jobs in the music industry. You know, work at a record label, which is probably what I wanted to do most. But, you know, this was 2006, and it wasn't really a good time to be working for a record label. So I, I read more into the music industry and the different roles within it. And, and a booking agent seemed to be the kind of uh, best idea for me. So at that point, I, uh, I realized there was two paths. At that point, I could have you know, sent my resume along to larger companies like CAA um, or start my own agency. And I started my own agency and started representing about 10 of my friends and booking shows for $300 a piece and cold calling people in markets that I had never worked with. 
And uh, I learned a lot through that and, you know, booked all their flights on my personal credit card, which I certainly would advise you not to do. <laughs> and, uh, it was a good learning experience. And I ended up merging with a few different companies along the way and ended up at CA uh, six years ago, um, coming in as an agent level. And yeah, it's been about 10 years I've been an agent now. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And what would you say is the best part of your job? The best part of my job, um, you know, working with artists and being close to the the process. I mean, it's, uh, you know, you're really kind of, you know, building dreams together. It's a very intimate relationship working with artists. I love creativity. I love creative people. Um, you know, I love going to music shows. Yeah. So that's, I'd say, the the best part of it. But, uh, you know, and also it's just doing what you love. A lot, I know a lot of people are not um, as blessed as, as, as I am to do something that they're really passionate about and it uh, it remains fun. Do you like actually spend a lot of time physically with the artists as well? You know, not so much. Um, you know, obviously a manager would be a lot closer in that, in that regard, but you do see them on the road. I'm going to shows constantly, but um, you know, a lot of it is phone and email on a daily or more than more than daily basis with artists and managers. I bet it's hard as well because you probably have people in different time zones and oh, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean it's a global business and you're dealing with people, you know, from it's this isn't a nine to five job. It's yeah. a it's a lifestyle. You know, it's a twenty four hour, seven days a week type of thing. What would you say is the hardest part of your job? I'm sure probably that's one of the hardest parts actually. Is um I would say sometimes, you know, managing relationships with people. There's there's, there's people who are lovely to work with. There's people who are difficult, you know, and, and such is life. Um, but I think that that can be difficult to navigate sometimes. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's it I, as far as difficulties, I would say. But you also can, like, learn from that as well, from yeah. difficult situations, right? So. Absolutely. How do an artist and an agent start working together? Is it an agent that looks for the artist? Is it the artist that would approach an agent? Or could it be both scenarios? How does it normally work? It could really go either way. Um, you know, I'm always on the lookout for new talent. And uh, just like a record label group would have A&R and finding new talent, you know, booking agencies do the same where they're communicating with, uh, you know, colleagues other agents about, hey, have you seen this act? This act is kind of bubbling up. Um, and we're, we're constantly always looking for new music. So in that regard, uh, that's one way. The other way, yes, uh, you know, artists can approach, um, you know, agents. Managers can approach agents. Uh, you might have a client with a manager and they say, oh, we've just signed this new act. We're really excited about it. Or a record label may come to you and say, you know, this, this, this act is going to be a priority for us next year. And certainly with, uh, with those things and team members is very important in looking for new artists is if, you know, some people might just be on their own. Obviously, it's a little bit of bonus points for people who have strong managers, strong record labels. I mean, most importantly, it has to be music, you know? Yeah. For me, I, I only work with people who I actually love their music. Yeah, that was actually going to be my next question. What do you look for in an artist before taking them on? What is it that makes you decide, yeah, I do want to work with this person? First and foremost, music. Um, you know, is it unique? Um, does it move me? You know, it's, I'm, I'm, a, I'm kind of a terrible liar. 
So if I don't love their music, it's not something, you know, it might be for somebody else, but I'm passionate about music and, and that's what kind of motivates me to, it, when it comes down to it, I'm involved in, in sales. I'm involved in selling other people uh, in music sales. So, um, you know, I'm not going to be a good salesman if I don't really believe in, in people. So, uh, you know, you have to love the music. Again, the team members that go into it and the, and the vision, what does the artist want to do, um, you know? How easy are they to work with? Are they great? Are they good people? You know, that goes a long way too. Yeah. And another question that I had that I was thinking about the other day actually is that obviously now social, well, social media the last few years has really blown up. It's massive, um, especially for an artist, the way that they promote their music and their gigs. How big a part do artists' social network profiles and numbers play in your evaluation of them? I think it's something to look out for sure. I mean... With an absolutely new artist, they might have very little socials, so it's tough to say. I think it comes into play a little more when artists are established that you're looking to sign or are starting to work with. Um, but it is very good identifiers of growth. You know, these are data points, and people in the business world of music do look at these data points, whether it's promoters. Um, you know, unfortunately, the social media thing I think is a little bit of a gift and a curse. Yeah, because it's it's kind of quantified things a lot, um, where promoters might just look at social media numbers, and and I think that's really unfortunate, and it, it kind of takes the whole, um, you know, purity of the music part out of it, because people could have really good social media, but their music could be, in Terrible. my opinion, not very good. At all. <laughs> yeah. you know, so it's uh, like I said, a, a bit of a gift and a curse. Yeah. If an artist isn't yet ready to be taken on by an agent, what tips would you give them um, to be able to maybe try and find their own gigs or to book to be booked by other people? I mean, there's a reason why agents exist because it's it's a full time job in itself, and it is so different and opposite from the creative part of of artists. You know, we operate in a business world. They operate in a creative world. It's kind of like the left and right part. Yeah. It's really opposite. But what, what, I, what I recommend to people who, you know, we haven't taken on is just to be persistent. You know, you have to, um, you have to knock down doors. And, and the, business, the business aspect of the music industry is really about relationships. So if you don't know, you know, people in this specific city or people in your even local town, of venues you want to play, you have to go out and meet those people and get in front of them so that they start to think about you first and until you get those those bookings kind of coming in. Do you think that an artist should have a manager first or an agent first? The chicken in the egg <laughs> came first. Uh, I, I really don't think that it matters either way. Um, personally, I like it when people have a manager first. Mm -hmm. Just because if they're coming in at that level, that's, again, bonus points, you know, from my end. But it's it's certainly not necessary by any means. You think just every case is different? Every case is different. Every Everyone is unique. Everyone is, a, is a, an individual, unique scenario. So you're kind of analyzing it off of that. There's no set formula by any means on, on what it is. It's It's really... A feeling and something that's you know analyzed on a number of different factors that we've been discussing. Yeah. 
So obviously, as you said before, you work with a lot of different artists um, and especially in, in different music genres as well. How does working with different genres differ? I would say, uh, you know, mostly a lot, a lot of it is, is different contacts. You know, if you're working in, say, electronic music, that's, that's kind of its own niche world. If you're working in hip-hop, that's its own niche world too. So a lot of the buyers, you know, some of them cross over and do everything. You know, you have big buyers like Live Nation and AEG, and, you know, they, they kind of work with everything, but you have a lot of independent promoters that, you know, people that I've worked with in dance music for 10 years, and they don't book bands, they don't book contemporary artists at all. So I would say that's the biggest difference is just the network of contacts within it. Um, you know, usually kind of people, a lot of people, especially independent people, stick within their own, within their own niche or their own genres. Yeah. So artists that are more popular, bigger names, do you find that they need more work on because they have so many requests or and there's so much to do or do, because they have so many requests, it kind of makes it easier for you. You don't have as much work as somebody that's a bit smaller. I think it's a unique case scenario again. Um, it, it could go either of those ways. I think that the bigger artists, you start to get into larger capacity venues and the deals become more intricate. So uh, therefore, there, there, there are more, there's more time being put into some of those deals. Or if you have smaller artists and they're playing a 100-cap club, it's, it's not really that crazy of a deal. You know, you're putting... Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a very straightforward type of arrangement where you're getting into bigger venues, you might have back-end deals and um, you know, ticket counts and those type of things is, is where it gets a little bit more intricate. What would you say to somebody that would like to pursue a career um, like yours as an agent? I would uh, tell them to do their homework first and foremost and really just, you know, you have to start to build a network. This is all about networking and um, you need to, you know, be in touch with artists. You know, you have to be able to sign artists. But first and foremost, you know, you're not going to be able to sign any artists until you understand the music industry, understand the network of people. You know, it's, it, it can start small. You know, when I started out with my own agency, I knew people in probably, you know, 10 cities in America. And now I book half the globe. So you have to start small and build that network, your contact database, keep in touch with them regularly, and you'll sign smaller artists to start and bigger artists you know, once you get more established. And finally, my last question for you is, what music trends do you see on the rise? Music trends on the rise. I mean, hip-hop is, is, is really the king right now. Um, but, you know, dance music still reigns. I mean, I started working in house and techno 10 years ago, and honestly, it has gotten bigger than I probably would have ever imagined. You know, I started out working with artists that were playing you know, for 100, 200 person clubs, and now they're sometimes in front of 20,000 people at music festivals. And and even though, you know, the people that I've worked with over the years, we always envisioned that it's 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 gotten really big and probably bigger than we even imagined. So, um, those those two specifically, I think right now, are are the biggest trends in music. Thank you so much for chatting with me. Thank you, Katie. And. Um, well, we're both going to Coachella this weekend, so we'll have fun. We'll All see right. you there. I hope you get your sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I do too. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye.